This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by the Podcast Reach System. Are you ready to exponentially reach more profitable customers? Launching and hosting your own show is your proven best solution for networking, client attraction, and establishing your celebrity expert brand. Visit www.podcastreachsystem.com and claim your rightful place as the leading star of your industry so you make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. My name is Adam Homie. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. At the Brilliance Plus Passion Project, we connect with folks who make the world a better place by being part of it and by their contributions to it. And the conversation we're about to have is with somebody who I have known through social media for, I just joked it was 32 years, but I think it's been something like five or six years realistically. And one of the sad things about social media is how unsocial it actually is and some of the hoops we have to jump through just to actually be friendly with some of the folks we're friends with. That's why I created the Brilliance Plus Passion Project, so that we can have these conversations, we can build these connections, and why I urge you to consider likewise for yourself. Today's guest, somebody I've been following for a long time, we've had a number of discussions on a number of different threads. Her name is Ellen Violette, and uh, she is the top 20, she is, or actually she's one of the top 20 book coaches for 2022, uh, according to Coach Foundation. And just to tell you a little bit about her, she's a Grammy-nominated songwriter and three-time award-winning book coach, including being named, as I said, one of the top 20 book coaches for 2022 by Coach Foundation. She herself is the author of nine books, including one with Jim Edwards and a contributor to four more. Several number one international bestsellers are included within that lineup. She's also a former regular contributor to Publishing Magazine and is a frequent guest speaker and writer on the topics of book writing, self-publishing, launching the number one, and marketing. Ellen Violette, welcome aboard. It's great to have you on. It's great to be here. All right. So the first uh, question we have, and as those who are familiar with the Brilliance Plus Passion Project know, it's a 10-question a sequence over about 10 minutes or so. We like to have some fun with this and also do it expeditiously. Is Ellen, how does the work you do make the world a better place for your clients, customers, and society at large? Well, let's start with society at large. All right. Because um, I only take on projects, first of all, that I believe in, that I think have a great message, and that I think are going to help other people. So the way that I see it is like, I'm helping people help people. Mm -hmm. That's how I see my, my role. And as far as what it does for them, it gives them more credibility. It helps them make a bigger impact, more money. 
and uh, grow their businesses and also do it without working so hard. Let the book do it for you. Yeah. That's why I created Groundhog Day as an event, not a business strategy. So I alluded to a lot of your results, some of the things you're known for, some of your accomplishments. But what is the work do you actually do? What I do in is... In your own words. <laughs> well, um, it depends on what people need to do. But mm-hmm. basically, I shepherd people through writing their book. I teach people... I have a, a, a program that's called the three-day bestseller program where people mm-hmm. can... Um, it's a three month program and people can go through and write their book within the program using my, um, proven system that I've created, that I actually created in 2004. And over the years, I've just continued to improve and, and, um, now it's, it's, it's pretty, um, comprehensive. And then, uh, if people want to self publish, but they don't want to do it themselves, they want help. Plus they need an editor. Uh, they need help formatting their books. So we do all that. And a lot of what I do with that too is a marketing and visibility study to make sure they're positioned properly so they stand out from the other books, um, making sure they have the right keywords and categories, making sure they have the right call to action, making sure they have a call to action. Sometimes authors don't even have one. Right. You know, they, they don't even connect that they've got this course and they've got this book, but they're not using it as a bridge to get it, to use it, to get people to their course. Right. So, um, so we do that, and then uh, we do number one bestseller launches, and then sometimes I work with people just on their overall marketing. Right, right, and you know, and I've I've seen this, and I and I see it not only with books, and I also see it with other forms of awareness marketing, and this seems to be, and I, I'm overgeneralizing, mm-hmm. but just to make the point, it's this corporate point of view that. God forbid we actually make an offer. God forbid we actually show our people how to take a step forward. And I've worked with clients. I've worked with startups where they were coming from a corporate environment and moving into the entrepreneur space. And all this stuff still stuck with them. Like, oh, but if I, but if I say uh, at the end of my book to go and download this thing or to book this call or to do this or do that, then I'm just another salesperson. Well, yeah. wait a minute. Wait a minute. The person just spent three or four hours reading your book. Even if it's 150 pages, they probably put a good couple hours into it, probably not sitting down and reading it all at once. But regardless, they got their way through that book. If they made it that far, there's a pretty good chance they want more, and you're just going to not give that to them? Well, how is that being righteous? Right. Well, that's the whole thing is give them, then give them more, not your selling. It's right. your giving value. <laughs> And uh, it's something that they want. Giving value, extending invitations. It's mm-hmm. all in how small changes in the language can make a big difference, which is one of the underpinnings of my book. So mm-hmm. in your experience, Ellen, what are a few of the most common questions that people in general will have when they're asking you about what you do, like the FAQs? How long should my book be? Mm-hmm. How many books do I have to sell to make it a bestseller, number one bestseller? How many books uh, can I sell and how much money can I make? Right. What are a few questions you wish people would ask? Why do you do what you do? What makes you different? How can I work with you? (laughs) All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I've seen some changes going back to the how many copies you need to sell. And I want to get your thoughts on this. Mm -hmm. When I launched Groundhog Day as an event, not a business strategy back in 2018, it was actually pretty simple to get my international Amazon bestseller badge. 
one of the categories the book is assigned to is it's a, it's a subcategory of a subcategory on semantics, which is relevant to the, the topic because the end section is all about how to make small changes to words to create big differences in meanings and results. And it was the result of being in that small category, me getting a bunch of people to buy it and all the publicity and me having a few influencers all announce it on the same day, which was February 2nd, Groundhog Day, obviously. I, I got my badge for three different countries and three different categories. But I've heard that while that still to a degree exists, and tell me how accurate I am about this, that Amazon these days, we want to talk about Amazon, favors books that show a consistent pattern of making sales when it comes to deciding who its best sellers are. Yeah, they say that, but still, if you sell a lot of books, you're a number one bestseller. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. And at the time, and I say this candidly, I was going for the pump and dump strategy. I just wanted to get yeah. the badge and would go from there. I mean, my whole goal on that Friday, February 2nd, 2018 was give me my badge. Mm-hmm. Let me let me let me let me get this, and then we'll go from there. And that uh, and then that raises questions of whether we go for sustainability or whether we just move to another book or whether I take the badge and run. Uh, it just well, I mean, depends. you should always be promoting your book. Oh yeah, and I and I and I do. Yeah. I mention it every time I have a conversation with somebody. Yeah, it's what drives most of the sales. And uh, you know, I get these nice little um, deposits from Amazon every month, which are helpful. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, So now let's shift gears for a minute and uh, let's have you uh, tell us a few things about yourself that will help our listeners get to know you better. And this is the fun part of our interview. So the first one is, is what would people who know you be surprised to learn about you? Oh, people who know me? Yeah. What would people who know you be surprised to learn about you? Oh, I misunderstood the question. Um, What would people be surprised to learn about me? People will be surprised to know I like cats. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, maybe people would be surprised to know that I I have a massage. Um, I studied to be a massage therapist. Okay. Okay. Uh, we all had those interesting jobs. That looking back, it'd be like, how does this fit? Or what path are you going down there? And I and I have uh, clients and I have friends who are in massage therapy, and it's a you know it's a very it's a very good profession. But it's interesting some of the things we do. I was a among other things, I was a recruiter for a temporary staffing agency. I was the guy who determined what side of the street a house is on, uh, which Im- which impacted whether or not the homeowner was required to carry flood insurance. I've worked in behavioral health managed care. Mm-hmm. And I've had businesses including web design, website conversions, product launches, and my current business is working with entrepreneurs to launch their podcasts. All well, different lot, things, all mine, similar themes. Yeah, a lot of mine have been connected because I was yeah. a I was a copy editor for magazines. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in publicity for the Ice House in Pasadena, which is a comedy club. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, and um, so those two were connected. I did um, massage therapy when I was in the music business as a way to support, semi-support myself. Yeah. And um, yeah, I've done some other things, you know, office work, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. So what do you hope people say about you when you're not around to hear it? That I'm professional, but I'm, and I'm hard on them, but I'm in a good way. 
Uh, I tell the truth and my heart's in the right place. All right. If you could go back in time and change one thing you've done, one thing you've experienced, one thing that's happened, what would it be and why? Yeah. Um, <laughs> there, there, there are more than I care to, uh, <laughs> there are more than I care to say, but I will say the one that I think is most apropos for your audience would be, I wish I had hired a business coach in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, instead what happened was when I first started, uh, there was a course that was like the course that everybody was taking. It was called Teleseminar Secrets with Alex Mandosian. Yeah, I had that one. Yeah, I took the course and it was great. I mean, he got me to six figures very quickly. Mm -hmm. He was a great mentor to me, but I didn't really learn how to run a business. Instead, I I, I mean, I kind of learned how to do product launches and, you know, things, but I didn't learn how to run a sustainable business. Right. And because of that, when the 2008 um, recession hit and I lost half my business, like so many people, I ended up having to sell all my heirlooms, all my jewelry, my wedding ring, everything. Yeah. And had I had Yikes. better, yeah. And had I had a better support team and a better, you know, a personal coach at that time, um, I probably wouldn't have had to do that. And yeah, yeah, I wish I hadn't had to do that. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So, uh, and that's part and that's part of the behind the curtains mm -hmm. view of it. You know, I've yeah. some somebody I used to know uh told me that he would find marketers who claimed that they did one product launch and they used it to pay for their house. Yeah. And he would verify, yeah, that one product launch paid for their house, but according to the location of the house on Google Maps, cross-reference against his Trulia uh listing, that house is worth twenty three thousand dollars. So the point being that yeah, it was an accurate claim, be it hope so. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there yeah. was there was a lot more hype back then, I think, than mm -hmm. there is now. People right. are, I think that there's a lot more honesty now. And and I bought the Kool-Aid because I didn't know any better. I think a lot of I think a lot of us did, and I'm very mm -hmm. happy to see that it's really the authenticity more than anything else that moves things today. Uh right. people have become used to the idea that there is something magical and very valuable about some of that footage that ends up on the cutting room floor that's worth a look. Mm -hmm. See, here's how I look at it. When we used to, oh boy, this is back in the day. Remember we used to buy DVDs and VCR tapes and what have you, movies we liked? And you know yeah. how they would have a deleted scene section or a blooper yeah. section? Yeah. And, that, and when, when everything went streaming, that's the one thing that didn't carry. They, they, they typically do not have a separate stream that shows all the bloopers or all the deleted scenes. And so many people tuned into that stuff, the stuff they didn't include, the stuff that was the mistakes. And the reason that stuff was so popular is because people like to see the real story. They like to get the full picture, and they like to have the understanding of a bit of the thought process and the meta journey toward creating the final product. Mm -hmm. And deleted scenes and bloopers are part of that. Yep, behind mm -hmm. the scenes. Exactly. Behind the scenes. And yeah, I mean, I see a big part of what I do now is just telling people the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, a lot of times they'll come to me and they think they're going to write a book and the book is going to finance their business. And it's the other <laughs> way around. That's good. Right? That's, their that's business one, yeah. is going to finance their book, which right, is right. then going to help grow their business. As I, as, I, as I like to say, the book is the new resume. The podcast is the new cover letter. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
All right, so what famous person, alive or dead, would you like to meet? And what question would you have for them if you had the opportunity? Um, the person I'd like to meet is Jesus. And uh-huh. I would say, did you know the world would split over your crucifixion? And what would you do to heal it? Yeah. Uh, funny thing, if I we were if this was the family feud and we were keeping official track of uh-huh. the number one answer that survey said to various is questions. Question number eight, the famous person, Jesus would be number one with a bullet. I mean, you yeah, could get the fast yeah. money just off saying Jesus. That's yeah. how that's how much yeah, it is. Yeah, because and, because the world is nuts yeah. when it comes to religion and this whole split, you know, about you know Judaism and then Christianity and the fact. I mean, yeah. Jesus uh, Jesus was Jewish, you know. Yeah, what I, and yeah, now what I, we have all this crazy stuff going on, mm-hmm. and I would I would love for him to be able to tell us what the hell happened. Yeah, I. I, I mean, Jesus is one of mine, and I would have questions like, "So, tell me, what's the real deal with this water to wine thing?" And uh, uh-huh. and th- and this Mary Magdalene, which what what went on there? And and uh, oh, and that on that day that you went to the temple and and beat up the merchants, what 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 got you that fired up? Because it makes Jesus so uniquely special mm-hmm. in terms of the the Pathanon of gods is the fact that he was or is, depending how you view him, part man. So he had the humanity and the same feelings and the same drives that other folks have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I found found that uh, some of the greatest compliments that I've heard said of people is what makes them extraordinary is how ordinary they are. And Jesus had 50% of that. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. So you ask this question all the time, and most people say Jesus. Uh, That'd be number one with a bullet. Wow. So what's number, number nine, two? What's number two? Uh, probably me. <laughs> at, least, <laughs> at least I like to convince myself that I've raised to that level, but I don't know. My Question number, number nine. Oh, yeah. okay. oh, I was going to say my number two would be John Lennon. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can imagine that. Uh, yeah. So question number nine. What motivates and inspires you to keep going when you're having a tough time or facing a challenge? My goals. I mean, I just okay. keep it in front of me. Like, what am I trying to achieve and how am I going to get there? Fantastic. So then let's go to, now I know you have an invitation for our listeners and I'm going to share that with them for you. But mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you in general, when we're done with this interview in a minute or two, what is one action you would want our listeners to take as soon as they finish streaming this? decide to write your book, make the decision, be intentional okay. about it. I mean, I went to the chiropractor today and like everybody else I meet, it, he was, oh, I'll write a book someday. That's uh-huh. like, that's like the normal answer is I'll write a book someday. Yeah. And the truth is, is about 20 years ago, I almost died. And I was one of those people who mm-hmm. had it on my list. Someday I'll write a book. Well, that was a big wake up call. And I wrote my first book soon after that. So I would yeah. say, don't wait, for, don't wait for trauma. Don't wait for, you know, a life, uh, you know, something terrible to happen. Just decide to write your book and do it. Yeah. Uh, 45 second version. The primary content for Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy, which is my book, was completed by the end of 2016. Early in 2017, uh, through some work with my coach, we came up with the name of the book. Mm-hmm. Almost a year later, I hadn't taken another step forward. We're the beginning mm-hmm. of January 2018. Yeah. I've got the title, Groundhog Day is an Event, Not a Business Strategy. I've got most of the content. What it needs is glued together in one document with an overriding story uh, appended to it. 
to make it all into a coherent whole. And knowing that Groundhog Day was coming up, and that's like the one logical day to launch anything with the title Groundhog, right. I realized I had three choice. I realized I had two choices. Choice number one was rename the project so that I could do it that year, and I might not like the I might not like the name as much, and the theme might not be as powerful. Mm-hmm. Option number two is wait a year. I went with option three, which is screw it, let's do it. We're going to find three days, clear the schedule, get the thing done, and dag nabbit, that thing was ready for sale by February second. So what did you do in those three days? Went and hid somewhere and finished it. Well, see, that's what I tell people to do. It's yeah. like the, the faster you do it, the better chance you have that it's going to get done. And it's like immersion. It's like, it's like once you, like if you're near a swimming pool, you may test the water and it may seem a little cold. Mm-hmm. Jump in and within a few minutes, your physiology will match it so that now it feels pleasant. Right. So it's like it's it's also like getting started. It's like the power of inertia. Uh, if you're moving a big machine, it may take a bit to get that thing going. Then once it starts moving, that same weight, that same heaviness, that same power of inertia will keep it moving. Absolutely. Yeah. All yeah. right. So with that, I have your I have an invitation for those of you who are out walking or jogging. I will say it out loud for those of you who are watching this on our website or on our companion YouTube channel. You can see it on the window now. It's in the show notes either way. Booksopendoors.com. That's booksopendoors.com. That's Ellen's website. And if you go to booksopendoors.com, you will locate a resource, of a free gift called the Rockstar Authors Toolkit. So if you want to discover how to write and market a book that will sell quickly and easily without stress and overwhelm, these tools are a must-have. And they're based on 18 years' experience by Ellen helping authors succeed. So go get it now. That's booksopendoors.com. And with that, Ellen Violette, thank you so much for being with us today. It's thank been an you honor. so much for having education. me. Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Oh,